What is going on, everybody? Welcome to a new episode of Orange Slices. We are your hosts, Heath Pierce, Mark McKenzie. Mark, man, we I keep thinking that we're going to get, you know, on one of these, like, just start rallying when you're in camp. Um, but it's obviously a lot harder. You guys were traveling like crazy. Maybe we'll get it next time around where you get yeah. a couple home games. But it's good to have you back, man. What's going on? No, glad to be back, man. Glad to see your face again, man. You know, it's been, you know, like a week and a half hiatus, you know, from the, from my, my guys at the pod. So, uh, yeah, it's good good to see you again, man. Your, your hair is looking good. Mustache is growing back in full, you know. Yeah. Uh, beard is coming in. So, yeah, man. How you All been? All right. Let, I'm, I've been good, dude. I've been good. You guys have me stressing in camp, to be honest <laughs> with you. I, I was, yeah, hey, I you think know, we had a few people doing that. Hey, I'll tell you what though. That first ten minutes against El Salvador, I was like, "Yo, these guys are gonna pummel these dudes away from home. We're gonna see this new team just show up and be like, I don't care where I'm playing. I don't care who it's against. We're gonna run these guys off the pitch. Had a big chance, and I and then and then it happened the way it always happens, right? You yep. settle in. I mean, what you, you obviously didn't play in 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 that first one. What was it like for you on the sideline? experiencing that type of atmosphere, right? And, and I was telling people like, right, Greg, Greg Berhalter was saying the same thing. You guys experienced, you tasted CONCACAF against Mexico. The Gold Cup team tasted CONCACAF against Mexico. You tasted CONCACAF in the Nations League against Honduras, right? That atmosphere, that intensity. And then you get, then you, it, you can't help but think that you've, you've understood it, but you're still playing at home, even if it feels like an away game. How different was that El Salvador match? And then also, obviously you play in the Honduras one, um, what, what was that? What let's start with the uh, El Salvador match. What was it like for you being in there? And then once you heard the crowd get into the game, the atmosphere, the humidity, the lighting, like the pitch lighting, all that sort of stuff that comes into it. What was it like? It was. It's you know we talked about the the Concaf stories on episodes prior. You know we talked about the the stories you know without guests on, and it is real. Like I don't think, and and I think you said it best. You don't know CONCACAF, you know, until you're actually in it, until you actually experience it. And I think that was the the one thing I went in with like a a fresh a fresh mentality of like, okay, yeah, I know this, but I need to understand it for myself. And I kid you not, it's like you're you know how like when ants swarm mm-hmm. on like a, a dead bug or, you know, a dead animal or something like mm-hmm. that. That felt like our bus as we were driving into the stadium, you know. Where it's just you're surrounded, you got the military, you know, surrounding your bus with the riot shows and everything like that. As you're moving two inches every minute, trying to get back to where you know the the drop off point is. Mm-hmm. You get in the stadium, the locker room is hot as ever. Um, did you have to? Did you, by the way, did you have to? Did they have the umbrellas out to like escort you guys into the stadium so people weren't yeah. hitting you guys with things? Yeah, I think it was. Uh, they had the ride shields up, you know, mm-hmm. um, and then there was like as soon as you got off the bus, the ride shields, and then there was like a bubble to kind of protect, mm-hmm. like a. You know those bubble, the inflatable yep. little uh, yeah, yeah. tunnels they go that you go through. Um, yeah, you get in the locker room; it's hot or small, you know, and you can hear the crowd already. But you walk down maybe like I don't even know, like sixty stairs, you know, just to get down to the bottom of of the you know the stadium, and then you walk up some stairs. And as soon as we get off and walk, the stadium is packed. The the flares are going in the stands. The sirens are going. The whistles. You hear fireworks in the background. And mind you, we haven't even gotten out to the field yet. You just hear this as you're walking up. The warm up. They're already throwing stuff over the fence. You know, you got mm-hmm. the wire, the the iron fence. You know, that looks like it's 120 years old. It's rusted. Mm-hmm. Doesn't look like it can hold up much longer. It's really not protecting anybody from anything. 
you know, because if they want the the fans want to storm the field, the fence would fall for sure. Yeah. Um, so Plus, yeah, I we're, saw we're, a dude we're... in the stands with a ladder, bro. Did you see that photo? The guy walking <laughs> yeah, around, walking to a seat with a ladder. Yeah, man. I tell you, it was. It's like you don't know until you know. And seeing all this and, and going through it, and and then the national anthem. You know, we have ours, and you hear the boos, the whistles, and it's just you and twenty guys, twenty something guys, with the staff against thousands of of, of Salvadorians. And then as soon as their national anthem starts, the music is blaring. The fans are screaming top of their lungs. Fireworks again in the background. You swear it was 4th of July, you know. And as soon as that game starts, it's intense, you know. And I think it's, I think it was important for us to kind of go through that first game, you know, to, to get a taste of it. Because we talked about it before the game that it's not going to be as, you know, sweet as we want it to be or as sweet as we think it's going to be. And then, yeah, I think it was, it was a good experience to get under the belt to, to start CONCACAF. But, uh, of course, you want three points. But. That's the reality of it. It is the reality. I, and again, I thought that the team started really strong and then, you know, started to slowly kind of lose that steam as they settled in, right? And I talk about this. I got no disrespect to Alex Rodon. I got no disrespect to Eric Zavaleta. You know, I know both of them. But I don't think those guys are in your top 100 U.S. player pools. But they were two of the best guys on the field that day, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. Both playing yeah. big up to the moment. And there's something about that crowd, that atmosphere, that pride of crest that just rallies these players into having incredible passion, fight. Their game gets 5-10% better. They run 5-10% faster. The, the game gets 5-10% to 10 less predictable for the other team. And yeah. all those things that go into it that make you feel... And, and there's no other way for me to describe it to people other than your body going into fight-or-flight mode when you're playing a winner. Yeah. You yeah. look in the sideline and you go, why does there need to be a 30-foot fence? You know, why is that person standing with a canine dog at the edge of the crowd? Why is that guy got an AK-47? In what world does a security or police officer need an AK-47 inside of a stadium or outside of a stadium, right? All of those things, your brain doesn't know how to process that any differently than being like, it's unsafe. Mm -hmm. And I would never accuse it uh, uh, like a stadium anywhere being unsafe unless you had something happen to you that you feel unsafe but it's still that type of all that added to that atmosphere and that tension in the air and everything building it just is scary like and even if you try to shake it off like the amount of times i talked to myself through those situations where you know ah it's just a game remember it's just whatever it's not a big deal like your heart doesn't settle it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't go to this like you know when you have your best games and you're calm and everything's mm -hmm. going right and you're a step ahead of the game and all those things? I could never in those away games get my brain, my adrenaline, my heart rate, probably my blood pressure to settle into a point where it was like, okay, I've got a grasp of this. It was just like fight like hell, throw everything you know out the window other than like look to your left, to your right. If they get past that guy, I'm going to kick that person. If they get past me, someone's going to kick that person. We're going to scrap. We're going to fight. And when I go back to, by the way, the, 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 what made the team good in the summer, I don't think the U.S. outplayed Honduras necessarily in the mm -hmm. Nations League semifinal. I thought it was a good game, but I don't, I, you know, it's a home game, but I didn't think that we outplayed them. I thought that we out, outfought. And I thought in, against Mexico, we outfought. Mexico had chances. Mexico could have won that game, but we mixed a little bit of luck with that passion and hard work and that whatever, like things that are all the cliches. And that's what made us good. And then I think we lost a little bit of that start of this qualifying that we got back to in that second half against Honduras. So let's mm -hmm. fast forward to that Honduras game. You get the start 
How long before, like, did you get a heads up like, hey, you're going to be in the third game or we're probably going to save you for this? Or was it like the day of that you found out? I mean, what was the process of finding out you were playing? Because that's, dude, to, to, the amount of squad rotation, like, I thought there'd be like two, three guys and whatever, but I didn't know that we were going to be like just doing like full line changes in a lot yeah, of ways. Yeah, man. I think it was uh, the day, I think it was we traveled. I think it was the day of, uh, the day of our travel. And then we got to the, got to Honduras and and everything. Kind of found out and then set things up before you know day before the game and training. And then you get talked to by the coach and kind of walk through pointers, go through set pieces and whatnot. So you know, my mind, I had after the Canada game, I was like, okay, you know, these guys kind of locked a lot of minutes. You know, I wonder what's you know, I just need to be ready. Ultimately, that's just that, that was my mentality is just being ready because you never know what happens in Concacaf. You never know mm-hmm. what goes down. You know, you got travel under your legs. You got heavy minutes, you're in the humidity, you're in this hostile environment, you got the pitch isn't great, you know, so it's a lot of factors going into us saying it was, so for me, it was just a matter of every single game, just being ready for, for the time they were going to call, call my number. And yeah, as soon as I found out, it was I'm like, oh yeah, it's time to go. You know, it was like that. You get to the stadium, like we trained in the stadium and you're like, man, you know, I wonder what it's going to be like when it's full, you know, wonder what it's going to be like when the fans are here. And then you get there and before the game, you know, even on the bus, you're driving you're like, yeah, 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 it's it's real. And then again, you get inside, you know, you walk on the pitch before the match and the music is going, the drums are going, the fans are already into it. And it gives you that that bit of, you know, those butterflies, but that excitement, you know, to like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for this. And, and Honduras, by the way, brought the Vuvuzelas and that's a different they, kind of noise They too. did. They did. That is one of the most annoying noises, I think. Mm-hmm. This will come out of the, what was that, 2010? 2010, 2010, yeah, South Africa. 2010, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so the Vuvuzelas were going crazy before the game even started. So, yeah, I think to, to start the match, you know, I think it was one of those games where as the first half went on, they started to build confidence, you know, and you see them string together a few passes and the Olays start out of nowhere. That's the, mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, the Olays, they connect one pass and then all of a sudden the Olays start, you know? So mm-hmm. I was like, all right. But then it gives the, the players the confidence and so you feed off that energy and then they're going and they're sending numbers forward, creating combinations, little lucky, uh, uh, you know, bounces or go their way. And now it's, hey, you know, and, and it gives them even more, you know, energy to, to keep pushing. And then, Ultimately, they get that first goal, and that the, the stadium was crazy. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what is happening? You know, and, and you're sitting there, you look, you're like, like, what is going on right now? And they take forever to celebrate and take their time getting back. The fans getting more excited. You know, it just builds up, builds up. And we go into the locker room at halftime. Like, <laughs> it's now or it's never, you know. We already know. We came away with two points and two matches so far. We're here now. You know, we got 45 minutes left to play. We're down one nil a half. We go home with no, you know, no points after this game, or we're going home with three points. And that was that was it. You know, we the guys were in the locker room pissed because it's it's one of those things we know we should be winning. You know, mm-hmm. but at the same time, Concacaf is is that way. You know, and when they scored that first one, you could see it took the wind out of the sails of the group a bit. You know, mm-hmm. and like oh, you know, not again. And then go into the second half, and it's like you know, balls to the walls, uh, foot down on the gas, you know, taking the parking break off. Yeah, you know, screw it. We're not gonna be able to play the football we want to play, but we're gonna be able to string passes now. You know, Greg changes formations. I have, you know, we bring on Anthony, we bring on Brendan, we bring on. Uh, I think it was was it Seb? Yeah, I think it was Seb. And 
you see the injection of energy into the group. You see that that fight, you know, guys winning our duels, you know, and Anthony scores that goal and boom, now it's like, all right, we got our foots on, on their neck. They haven't, you know, they're going to try and loft off, loft things back, you know, into, into our half, but we're going to win that and then we're going to go again. We're going to go again. Then Pepe gets his goal. Then Seb gets his goal, or Brendan scores, and then Seb scores, and it's like, yeah. And as soon as that whistle blew, you see the ride chills, the police come out. They are rushing us to get off the field because you you hear, I think it was like the after the second goal, after the third goal, they started Olang for us. That's what I was going to ask you. Was people, they were Olang the for co- us. Commentators were saying, oh, you can hear the, the, away, the away support. And I was like, no. No, no, that's no, a, no, no. That's a Spanish language Olay I'm hearing right now. <laughs> that that's, is that's, Olay that's the Olay against their own team. Yeah, I, th- yeah. I heard that. They were laying for us, and we were like, you're in there, and you're like, what? And and as it goes on, you're like, yeah, they're actually laying for us. And then you start to see the, the beers thrown, the bottles thrown, the, mm-hmm. the objects. I don't even know what's getting thrown, honestly. And final whistle blows. Guys are shaking hands, like, get off the field, get off the field, get off the field. They get the, the, the little yeah, right shoulder umbrella to walk into the tunnel, and mm-hmm. three points, you wrap it up, and you, you head home. But, yeah, it's one of those experiences that, that you need to get under your belt, and I'm glad to have played in it you know and taking part in that but yeah it was I could tell there was so much tension you know within the group after they scored that first goal and I could only imagine you know what it was sounding like outside of outside of our group you know Mm -hmm. oh they're gonna let you know the U.S. let down you know against Honduras they should be winning how does a group like this blah 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 blah. and yeah at that point guys like screw everything that's going on outside it's really on us you know so yeah yeah, it's it's weird because w- some of the things you can't explain are the things that happen, right? Uh, yeah, you can't explain to people certain things of when that momentum shift happens in a game like that. Before you guys start your comeback, when the momentum shifts towards them, every tackle they win, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And it's not because you're challenging the tackle any different. The tackles just go to them. Every fifty-fifty yeah. ball they win. Every second ball falls to them. Every bouncing ball goes to them. Every flick, touch, random thing, everything falls to them. And you start going, oh, like this is crazy. Like, yeah, we like there's such a momentum swing that happens there. And then these players rally off that, that you just go, man, we're going to have to just fight. But I thought my favorite part again, you and I talked to you and I were texting before the game. And I was like, bro, win by win by any by means, any means. You know? Yeah. And that's the, the truth, because like I just and, and maybe my memories are jaded, but Again, I played in a lot of qualifiers and I don't remember ever playing an away qualifier and leaving that game being like, oh yeah, like, you know, we played and I, right. I was like stimulated <laughs> and like I felt good in my performance. Like we come out with a result and I'm still thinking like, did I have a bad game? Like, I right, don't know. Right, like, right. <laughs> like, you know, I like, I don't know if this, how do you, how do you, how do you measure a good game in these kinds of circumstances? I was like, I mean, we got the result. So is that good enough for me personally? Is that good enough for the team? Like, should we be like, you're left so unsatisfied with the way that you're used to playing the game that you leave it going like, this can't be the way this can't like, this doesn't make any sense, you know? And you guys put a beating on them in the second half. And like, a lot of that came from just like, again, turning it up a notch and throwing all that other stuff that you knew out the window and just fighting, you know? I think that's- obviously the skill is what, what, what eventually wins in the end, but you got to match them on their level, if not go beyond that. So I, you know, another big shout out uh, to, to you guys for rolling up your sleeves in that situation because, bro, that is tough, man. Yeah, it's it's funny you say that because after every single, I think, except the Canada match, you know, when you're playing on a pitch, you just feel that, like, are we playing well? 
you know, they, as an, on an individual level or collective level, like, are we able, are we doing the things we want to do, you know? And you look back and you're like, no, not really. You know, we look at our goals that we scored, they're all like transition goals, mm-hmm. you know, where we win a ball, knock down, transition, you know, drive, play it out wide, boom, crossing the box, answer yeah. scores back post. Boom, we, okay, second goal, boom. We win, I, I think I won the, the tackle, play it to Ty. Ty plays it to uh, Pepe. Pepe plays it wide, or I think it maybe it was to B. B plays it wide to DeAndre. DeAndre crosses it. Boom, Pepe scores the header. Yeah. And then the, the, the fourth goal, another transition goal, you know, it's it's like you, you look at it and you're like, yeah, we, maybe we didn't play well. You know, maybe I didn't have a good performance. You know, maybe did I win enough duels? Did I, did I win my tackles? Because that's what it turns into. It's like not necessarily passes completed anymore, but it's just like, you know, did I throw an elbow in there when I needed to? Did I... You know, leave leave a you know, leave a tackle stuck. Hey, in you. I will say that you were a lockdown defender in the second half. Like you won every single 50-50 when you were one on one isolated. Again, I'm super critical of a three back line. I'm not a big fan unless you train it a lot. Uh, I I just think that there's gaps, there's holes. Like how do we have? And look, you're talking about right? Did, did we play well in the way that you guys scored goals? You got a you got a defender at Barcelona. You got a midfielder at Juventus. You've got you playing in Europa League at Gang. You've got uh, one of the best defenders and highest paid defenders in the Bundesliga and John Anthony Brooks. You've got a Premier League striker. You've got another Premier League striker. You've got a Bundesliga top level teenage uh, kid uh, playing at Dortmund. Like you go, this is how we like we this group can't figure out how to play a, a beautiful game. I don't know if it, it, I don't know if this group is is going to ever play a beautiful game um, yeah. somewhere else if they're not going to start with that that sort of fight and it's a really hard thing to explain to yourself to anybody but I do got to say when they switched to a back four you were you were shutting that you were shutting them down you were winning everything all the duels in the air on the ground challenging for those entry balls you know I saw you send a few out out of the stadium towards the end of the game, just kind of like, you know, bro, no nonsense, bro. Yeah. No, <laughs> no nonsense. nonsense bro. And that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying, dude. It, that was, it was, it was, it was awesome. But like to see that type of swing, I do have to say, by the way, and I don't know if you saw this cause you were in camp, but I made this bold. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. On, no, trust me. On, I saw it. Come on. on Pepe. And as soon as he missed that first chance on like a kind of a half bounce would have been a half volley, tough finish that like, I don't know who finishes it on their first, whatever. I started getting attacked online. <laughs> Eddie Johnson was attacking this thing. I had a whole bunch of people going after after this idea, and it exploded in the media, right? And yeah. I, my my take wasn't meant to be this hot take or whatever. It was just that I saw something in him as a player that when he delivered in the second half, I was like, yeah. "Man, man, there we go, let's go." And when I when I saw that sort of shift happen, anyway, just the energy shift. When I looked at the players that I thought were the most impactful in the first games. Like you talk about the defensive unity of the team. I think the team obviously does a great job to not lose games. They stay in games, right? Playing away or playing against Canada, they still didn't lose any of those games. But then you 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 look at the guys and I'm like, okay, Brennan Aronson's in- energy is infectious to me. Like yeah. put somebody around him. Let's press in a different way. You know, when you guys move to a back four, the spacing and the gaps and the way that you just release players forward to then, you know, make yourself vulnerable in a few situations, like you get stuck in a one-on-one, you're, you're confident to win that battle. But if everybody's stuck between ideas and thoughts and movements, I was like, man, this feels scary and disorganized. And all the things that I felt and like, I felt all of that at times where you just go, I remember one time Carlos Bocanegra looking at me, by the way, and he's like, bro, pinch inside. There's no one on your side. And there was no winger playing on my side for like 45 minutes. 
And I'm like, I don't know how much further you want me to go, man. You're playing left center back. I don't know how far you want me to come inside. I don't know where I'm supposed to be right now. Do you want me to pinch in and then leave these giant gaps for people to run the channels behind me? And it was just chaos. And I remember thinking like, okay, I got to figure out like, I'm a left back. They don't have a guy who's, he's mostly drifting in to find the ball in like the 10 spot. So I'm not, I'm not going to follow him there. Uh, and he's like, yo, come inside, like do something else. Like if you're not, if you don't have anybody, do something else. And I remember distinctly thinking like, what do I do? Like, you want me to start following this guy around the field? You want me to pinch in <laughs> further? You want me to stand next to you? You want me to like release you? I don't really know because it just was, I'd never seen something like that happen. And in the speed of it, you know, they were getting at center backs. They were getting wave after wave of players attacking at them that they were just looking for me to find a way to help, you know, mm-hmm. release them or, or balance them. And it was a real eye-opening moment for me. I don't remember who we were playing against, but I remember it being this thing where he got a, with big eyes. He looked at me. He's like, bro, do something. And I, and, I, and I was like, all right, let's go. And, and I ended up just like doing whatever I could to have time to figure out like where I need to be. Because uh, naturally, I was like, I'm not going to leave this giant gap behind me just to like step into the midfield somewhere. It doesn't make any sense tactically. But like, exactly. you know, I was I needed to figure out a way to help him. So, um, yeah. Anyways, I have no idea where I was going with that. But just more the, <laughs> the chaos of it all. Yeah. Of, uh, of, of these games, you just kind of got to tap into that, that fight or flight and embrace it and just be like, Count down the minutes, you know. Right. Count down the minutes yeah. to the final whistle, and then we get out of here. It just it's not like one that you go and at least for me. And I got to get your take on this. Did you enjoy it? Like obviously at four one, you're enjoying it. You're celebrating, having fun. Right. When you're suffering, there's nothing like fun or exciting. And I was texting you the same thing before. I was like, bro, just remember, it's the same as every other game, right? It's eleven guys. They become superhumans when you yeah. play them. And when they get into their rhythm, they get their confidence, they become superhumans. And you forget that, like, dude, these are just 11 dudes on the other side that have been playing the same game forever. But in real time, you're like, oh, that guy's running past me. That guy's running past me. What's going on here? Who do I step? Do I drop? What's going on? The team is all pulled apart. And you're like, bro, this is the the best team we've ever had on this national team playing at the biggest clubs. And you got these guys that are just confusing everyone. No, it's it's guys, you know, playing, no disrespect to to the Honduran League or to, to the Central American Leagues, but... You would look and you'd think like they, these guys are playing the top, top clubs in the world and it's vice versa, you know? And mm-hmm. I think when they start getting their flow and whatnot, you're like, bro, this is, it's impossible. They almost become, you know, like ghosts, you know, on the field because you can't touch them because either they're going to go down and get a call or they're going to get a bounce to go their way or they're going to slip through a tackle or they're going to do this, that. And it's like, this isn't, I, I don't know what to do really. And then you got, you, I think the biggest thing in the second half, mind you, I did enjoy the game, but. It was a, a a game where the first half particularly was frustrating. So you're 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 already annoyed because you're like we're down one 0 but then it's like we can't even do what we want to do, you know. And it's it's already pissing my you know my teammates off, and I'm pissed off, and you know we we need three points. So now you're in your head about things, and you want to do more, you want to do less. So so you got a whole bunch of stuff going on. But I think the biggest thing in the second half was giving confidence to each other to do it, you know. To, to feed off of the confidence, you know, seeing Anthony come in and bomb down the wing. Like, okay, yeah, Brennan's next. You know, Brennan's going to spend. By the way, he's next. another one. Anthony, like that that energy, bro. The energy. I'm like, right. yo, this energy. Feed off that. He was another one it's, that came right in. And you're like, okay, I can take that all day long. Right, right. You know, you look at Anthony and Brennan, just that, that infectious energy. You know, you see him going and pressing and running to the channel and running after a ball he probably shouldn't run after, but he's going to take a chance because it might go his way. You know, and all these things, you, you start to feed off that confidence. Then you look, you know, I look to my right. Miles is winning his duels. Anthony's winning his duels. D is winning his duels. Uh, Tyler's in the midfield making tackles. James is now stepping in and crunching guys. 
So you feed off of that. Matt's making big saves behind you. Pepe's is not finding his form in the second half. Um, you know, on the right wing, you know, uh, Roldan is winning 50-50s. Uh, so it's it's a whole bunch of stuff going on. And, and that that confidence that you that you feed off of from from your teammates, it, it naturally seeps into you. And then you want to go and do that. You know, you want to make sure that you're holding up your end of the bargain. Yeah. Because that's that's ultimately how it's going to, you know, it's going to turn the, the table for the game. So, you know, we did it. We handled business. So, uh, yeah, now October. I love it. Changes the whole changes the whole dynamic of things. You know, obviously, for anybody listening, we're we're recording this the eve of of Europa League, so you've already had mm-hmm. to shift on to the to the next thing uh, for you. But after that second game, was there any arguing or fighting in in the locker room? Was the Western thing a distraction? Was there or was like the mood just like yo, we still got this? Because I think, again, as an outsider perspective. The thing that made this new generation so good is because everybody was so tight knitted. Everybody grew up in like it seems like different parts of the U.S. soccer system. Everybody seems to rally. There's all these group chats. Everybody's big upping each other on the internet. Was there a little bit of a, a tension in the group, or was there was there was there nervousness? Was there a shock? Was there or was it just like stay the course? I think it was initially like a, a moment of like, bro, what is happening? You know, because we already lost Zach to COVID, so that's already in the group, and then you got this this incident now with Wes and that's now a huge distraction you know and I think it was huge for I think D D said it he was like everybody needs to to tune out of social media you know what's most important right now is the guys in this room in this group and that's what's going to get us over the line you know in this next match um you got you already hit the frustration from the Canada match you know and that was like oh my gosh you know how are we giving up you know we should come out with three points credit to Canada you know they they took their chances and, and whatnot but um, you look at the group and, and guys are frustrated because we now have two points in two matches. You know, we're now like fifth in the table or something like that. You know, like Canada just, or Mexico just won their match and now they're at five points. And, you know, what do we, how are we going to respond? Um, so all that stuff going on, it was it was really a point of just guys looking at, each, looking at themselves in the mirror and then looking at each other eye to eye, man to a man and saying, we got to respond because there's no other option for us. You know, all that matters right now is, each guy, each person, each staff member, each player sitting in this room right now, um, and and that's what's going to get us over the, over the line, you know, in this uh, whether it be in this window or the next window or the window after that, you know, if we want to go qualify for a World Cup, we got to have the ability to tune out distractions, you know, when it just seems like the everything is coming down on us. Um, so yeah. yeah, I think I think that was a, a big moment for for the group um, to to show, you know, that that togetherness, you know, and. Uh, losing, you know, a couple guys already in, in a span of, you know, five days together and now having other guys step up, having the rotation, the ability to to go through the whole team pretty much, you know, for, for each match. If I'm Greg, the only videos I'm showing, I'm not showing how we scored the goals in Nations League or Gold Cup. I'm not showing any of that stuff. I don't think our quote unquote, whatever team it is that we put out for the Gold Cup played well for most of the Gold Cup. There wasn't cohesion. There wasn't whatever, but they found ways to get results, right? And that mm-hmm. all came down to this grit and this fight, this mentality. We're not going to give up goals. We're going to be tough to beat and blah, blah, blah. We might not be beautiful on the ball. And I think the same thing happened in the Nations League. And I was like, this is all I want would want to see. I don't want to see the, the end result of champions, blah, 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 because that distorts the, the reality of how you got there. I'm like, I would be showing clips of like team getting in, stuck in on challenges. I'd be showing how if one guy gets beat, the next guy is like, and I always go back and I've said this before. There's this photo that I have of, of a goal uh, of a Dosacero qualifier against Mexico where 
there's two of our players. It's uh, Gio Dos Santos is on the ball, and there's two players slide tackling, and I'm behind them, and Sasha Kleschen is to the side, and Michael Bradley is another, and there's two guys slide tackling at the same time. And it was like, I always go back to that moment because Mexico had a huge chance at the beginning of the game. Dos Santos hit it off. Tim Howard made a big save of how that game changed because everybody was like, all right, it's going to be a dogfight. It's going to be a dogfight from start to finish, and it does not matter how we're going to get there. And remember, I always see that photo as like this thing that was like, listen, man, you, you could beat one of us one-on-one. You might, you're probably a better player than most of us, but you beat him, you're going to have to beat me. You beat me, you're going to have to beat this next guy. And that sort of thing rallied us in, in a lot of our hardest times that I hope this team was able to take away that from these games that at a minimum, um, you know, that's what it's going to take. You obviously play Jamaica home at Panama away the next time around and then Costa Rica at home. So another huge opportunity to get the points that you, you need to get. But even against Jamaica, regardless of who they bring into this match, there's still going to be a need to like, at a minimum, we got to make their lives very, very hard. And then you'll have all that quality come to life. But you can't, you can't go digging for that later on because you, 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 you are swimming against the current at that point in CONCACAF. Yeah, you got you to gotta assert yourself early on. You know, say we're here to, you know, we're here not just to play, but to, to actually grind this out and to get three points, you know, again, by any means, like I, like we spoke about for the, the Honduras game. So I think that's going to be the, the the starting point, you know, for, for any of these matches coming up, you know, bringing that intensity, bringing that grit, that 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 uh, mentality, you know, of, of if you get through me, you get through him, then you get through him, then you get through him, you know. Um, and, and again, like I said, that's that confidence that you feed off of. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's infectious. So it's three tough matches you, you think about, but, you know, at uh, the same time, I think it's, it's, it's all three are doable, you know, and you can get three points out of all of them if we come right, you know, in the beginning. Yeah. Do you, my last question is, do you think that the team understands what it's going to take to qualify now? I guess the, the minimum viable product it's going to take to get the points that you need or, you know, cause again, that wasn't the best group that you guys had on the field in the second mm-hmm. half. That was a bunch of fighters and take the names off the shirts. All I saw were fighters. You know, I'm not saying it's the A group, the B group, anybody. That was a group of fighters that were willing to fight to get those points. And I think that's really important. Do you think that the, the wider group or the whole group understood how that result happened? I think so. I think so. I think after going through that and, and going, I think through, the, through this entire window, we've now learned what it's going to take, you know. And of course, each window is going to bring different challenges and different sets of adversity. Um, whether it be the team, whether it be guys in camp, whether it be, you know, whatever it is. Now that you have that experience and now that guys understand, like it's going to involve us rolling up our sleeves for the 90 plus minutes, you know, whether we're home or away to get this win, you know, and that's going to be the entire journey all the way through the World Cup. And if you're not able to to withstand that, then, you know, this group is going to crumble. So mm-hmm. this is, this was probably, this was an important start to to this to this, tourna- to this qualification process, and it's not the nine points we wanted, but it's it's a good start. You know, it's a, it's it's the new starting point. Hey, you only got what you got right now. You know, five points right. I think is is better than two points, and two exactly. points is better than one. I mean, it's, you just take it, and it just changes the equation in which you're going to have to 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 get the points you need to, to qualify. Fortunately, right. It's the octagonal, so uh, you got plenty of games to, to to get it right. But look, man, I don't want to keep you because you got Europa League that is tomorrow when we're recording this. But if you're listening to this, it's today at uh, 12.45 p.m. Eastern time on Paramount+. Plus. Um, yeah, any final thoughts you got for tonight? Nah, man. Just uh, make sure you guys tune in. Uh, big Europa League match for us tomorrow, and we kick things off. So 
we want to get the, uh, the the initial three points and then um yeah man just glad to be back on the pod you know glad to be uh you know getting getting the reps in again you know the window's coming up soon so you know we gotta we gotta get ahead of things but yeah i think we got a nice set of guests coming up for you guys so so make sure you're tuning in yeah by the way you know keep hitting these guys up that you want to get on the show too because our social team is firing on all cylinders now getting these guests to where mark and i don't even have to ask for those favors anymore. exactly baby on, so. <laughs> that's, what, that's the level that's the level we're trying to get to um but as usual i want to thank uh our our production team chris and matt obviously you can catch uh all of our conversations on at slice of soccer across social media and um yeah until next time uh peace out from mark and i peace